Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I'm your host, Mark Seavey, and if you are not watching this on YouTube, you just missed one of the more bizarre openings I've ever seen out of our own Jeff Daly, my co-host, the Michigan man coming to us from California. Jeff, how are you today? I am out freaking standing, and I would say that I'm hot right now, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. But outside is just ridiculous, and I'm waiting for the AC people to come this afternoon. Nice. And Ashley, how are you doing today? I am well, checking in from the East Coast to represent over here in our nation's capital. So I'm good. How are the dogs? Quiet, hopefully. Quiet. Quiet. We are joined today by Keith Coster. He is, uh, he was featured, if, if you haven't seen, in the magazine. He was in the American Legion magazine, I think, in February of last year, uh, highlighting his quest to climb all 46 peaks in the Adirondacks in one year in honor of the American Legion centennial last year. He's a three-time cancer survivor. He's the chaplain of Adirondack American Legion Post 70 in Saratoga Springs, New York, my favorite town, by the way. When I was uh, in high school, I used to, uh, my summer job was scalping tickets at Saratoga Performing Arts Center. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in Saratoga, New York. Uh, he also started the American Legion's 4th District Family Athletic Club, which organizes outdoor activities like road races and a January 1 polar plunge into freezing Lake George. I think I could probably do without that one, but more power to you. Uh, in 2019, he was honored by the state of New York when he was inducted into the New York State Veterans Hall of Fame. Keith, thank you so much for joining us, and, and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. We're going to start with uh, Jeff today on the first question. All right, I'm going to put in a pitch for a sponsor. Can I do that real quick? I think we should get WD-40 for CV's chair. For my chair? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I heard this week All right, and I purposely Kate. changed my chair so I have a quiet one. <laughs> oh, we were going to have a well, chair symphony. Well, you know, <laughs> here, here at the national headquarters, we like to be spendthrift with your money. So I get a chair that was handed down, I believe, since 1920. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Keith. Uh, so you you got me first. I'm the, I'm the softball and then uh, Bart goes deep and then Ashley asks the tough question tough questions so probing you're, we're gonna start with me all right so our own henry howard wrote that story in february 2019th and he started with these words these words are the first thing that people get about your story mountains serve as a perfect metaphor for the life of keith coster in his 57 years he has experienced ups and downs but when he reaches the summit after a long struggle the beauty of nature shines through now i Purposely, I mean, not purposely, I think that that uh, was the best introduction to the story that I read this morning. 
I did not read it in February 2019, and I apologize, but I read it this morning, and it 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 is the it's a perfect opening, and I will give Henry Howard mucho props for that. So throughout your ups and downs, there's a there is a theme, and it's a theme of service, and you talk about things being bigger than you, and the things that get you emotional, the most emotional part, because I watched the video too, where when you were talking about you talk about how your diagnosis affected others, especially your father. So, and that just goes to show, again, you think outside of self. Um, if you can, what I'd like to know is what you, what you see is this bigger picture and how you and your journey are playing a leading role in positively affecting others through your continued service. I can repeat some of that if you need me to, but. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll do my best at answering that, and I'm getting emotional just you talking about my dad, so uh, so much appreciated to bring that out. Um, but uh, it, it, the things I do, I'm, I'm trying to do it. I, I do a lot with the Boy Scouts for the American Legion, um, but a lot of it is what uh, organizations and things I've done have given to me. Um, so the Boy Scouts, for instance, I didn't go very far when I was a young lad. Uh, I was never an Eagle Scout, but uh, in the leadership role, I kind of got thrust in, out front um, as a, a Cub Master back in the day because nobody else wanted to step up. Um, but I wanted to do a service for the boys. Um, so I, somebody had to do it, and it was going to collapse if it didn't. So um, I just stepped up and uh, tried to do the best I could for the youth that we were serving at that time, my son being one of them. Um, believe it or not, he's been out about 11 or 12 years now, and I'm still serving as the charter rep for both our Troop 70 and our uh, Cub Scout Pack 12. Um, and proud to say that, uh, you know, hopefully I've inspired our leaders uh, to continue on. And through COVID, I think we've done a great job with the Boy Scouts um, as we had 23 Zoom meetings, both with leaders and youth in both programs, um, to continue on and give the kids some normalcy. Uh, during the time COVID was affecting their lives. And we had some great speakers come through. Uh, we had actually one of the doctors at a local hospital uh, early on in COVID came and spoke about COVID to the Boy Scouts. And the Boy Scouts asked questions um, and enlightened. But uh, a lot of it's running and getting the message out for us. Um, one of the things we did last year, I did 11 uh, runs or walks, um, one in each county for the 4th District last year which we cover about a quarter the size of New York State in that one um, district. So um, some of the rides were three and a half hours to do a 5K race that lasted about 30 minutes, at least at my pace. Um, but, uh, you know, the one that really enlightened us and, and me the most was when we did the uh, suicide prevention walk in Saratoga Springs. Um, so that one, you know, we're doing it and the, the message and the people that were there um, obviously, we all know about the 22 uh, number of veterans committing suicides every uh, year, and uh, we project that to even be higher with some of the hidden, hidden, um, you know, suicides that go through uh, drug overdoses and stuff like that, and get incorporated in maybe not a suicide, but it actually is. So, I, you know, it's one of those things that I've really tried to focus in on all the the places that we've gone and and get the message out about the American Legion and what we do and what, we, you know, what we're about. 
Um, and it's interesting when you're running five Ks wearing an American Legion shirt. Um, it's kind of kind of hard uh, for them not to ask who you are and what you're doing. So you get to promote the message uh, while doing some fun stuff that I enjoy doing. So hopefully that answers your question, Jeff. You certainly did, sir. And uh, I appreciate all that you do. And I'm, so I don't step on other people's questions like they do mine. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go next. But uh, I, I was thinking uh, earlier, and I actually had to look it up, but it was it was uh, credited that it was Sir Edmund Hillary that when asked, why did you climb Mount Everest? And he said, because it's there. And then it turns out it wasn't actually him who had said it, it was somebody else. But when you when you started uh, this this trying to get to all 46 peaks of the Adirondacks, I'm assuming you didn't say I'm going to hit all 46 and then did your first one. I'm assuming you started. But what was it that that kind of drew you to that? Um, really, it was it was a, a feat that's pretty hard to do in one year. Um, so I wanted to challenge myself, um, but. It probably a little self-centered at first. I hate to say it, but it was you know just go out and see if I can do you know 46 peaks in one year. I had done it before, but it took me three years to do it, uh, both in the summer and in the winter. Um, so knowing I was going to do 46 peaks, I was going to be climbing in both seasons. So it, it was just going out and trying to trying to get it done. But what I found as as I went, I was wearing American Legion paraphernalia whether it be a cap or a shirt or a logo on the backpack. Um, and it started conversations and meeting other veterans on the trail and being able to have the conversation, hey, do you know about the American Legion? And, and about 50% didn't, 50% didn't. And a lot of it was really trying to, in my eyes, change the view of the American Legion. I hate to say it when you ask somebody outside of the organization that's not a veteran, what the American Legion is, we pretty much all know what the answer is going to be. Um, and I don't look at myself as an old guy, but I am one. Um, and I don't frequent the club very much other than to go for meetings. Um, so I wanted to give a different impression of the American Legion as a whole and that we're just not one dimensional. Um, and it's a great diverse population out on the trail. And you almost inevitably meet people either that are veterans or that have a family member that's a veteran or somebody that's serving. Um, and it's just a great way to get dialogue and, and the conversation of what we do while we're out there. Absolutely. I think actually one of our problems is we, we there is that image of the old guy in the bar. And then when you really bore down into what the American Legion is all about, we're so diverse that it's it turns into a 20 hour conversation like. You know, we've got shooting sports, we've got Boys State, we've got oratorical contests, we've got service representatives, and it's it that's the problem I always have when people ask the same question. You know, what does the American Legion do? And it's like, well, how much time do you have for me? Because we do everything, everything under the sun that you can imagine. And and I'm a big fan. I I had gone to the Highlander Games. I know. Uh, Commander Shacker, I think he, Gary Shacker was what two years ago now, and he had uh, he had done uh, a race in Cobleskill, New York, and I had gone out for that, and there was a huge Legion presence, and it was something we talked about was how great it is to be able to, to get the American Legion out there doing physical things, and I know I did the Boston Marathon Ruck Run last year, and there were Legionnaires all over the place, and 
I, I think it's great what you're doing, and I think it's great that we, you know, we're not going to win the, the fight to end all fights in the Legion post. We're going to win those fights out in the community, and that's where we need to go to, to engage those people. So I 100% applaud what you're doing. Ashley, what do you got? So I was like, wow, there's 48 of these peaks. And I was just like, I wanted to kind of get a visual of just the different scenery that you saw. And I'm, I'm looking at some of these pictures right now and I'm like, dang, like, this is so cool. Um, by far, so like, what are like your, I want to say top five, but I also want to narrow it down to be, you know, I don't want Jeff to like come through the screen. So what would be like the top, like top three, or maybe like your number one, probably most reflective peak that you, that you've been on thus far? Like which one really stood out to you? Like, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, that's a hard one. That's like asking which one of your children are your favorites. Um, it, 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 but one that stands I can out. Answer. <laughs> I was going to say, we know Stevie's answer. <laughs> I know which one I tell my mom is the favorite. But uh, for me, the, the peaks, they're all beautiful and challenging in different ways. But Gothics um, is probably one of the, the many that stand out. And mostly because I finished both my sim, summer winter 46 and winter 46 on that peak. And um, it's not really challenging. I mean, it's challenging um, to get there regardless of what time of year you go. But there are other mountains that are more challenging and physically demanding to get to. Um, but it's just got sentimental um, appeal to me. Um, going down the list, Haystack is a great one because you get great views of a lot of the other peaks. Um, and all these peaks, for the most part, originally were measured over 4,000 feet. So that's the significance of the 46 peaks. They were all over 4,000. Uh, since more accurate uh, you know, measurements, a few were slightly under 4,000. Um, but you know, Haystack's a great one. You get great views. Um, I've been up the last four times on Mount Marcy, which is the Everest in New York. It's the tallest mountain in New York. Um, and uh, the last four times have been for sunrise summits. Uh, most recently was the 4th of July with my son, um, which I always carry an American flag at sunrise and get some great shots at the summit on the 4th. Um, just beautiful views, beautiful to watch the sun come up uh, first touching, you know, basically that peak in the state. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, I've got another one that's kind of a hidden hidden gem, a hidden favorite. It's um, Whiteface Mountain. Uh, for those of you that don't want to climb, you can actually drive up to the top in the summertime. So you can get the same view I get with less work. So um, Jeff, enjoy. Um, if you ever get out this way, I'll drive up with you. But I, I, that one's a favorite because a buddy of mine that I hike with a lot of times, he and I both kayak across Lake Placid, so it's somewhere between a two and three mile paddle. Um, then we hike the trail for about a mile, a marked trail. Then we bushwhack into the slide. Um, the slide's just a big sheet of rock that is given away and there's no trees um, and it could be pretty, pretty crazy. So uh, those are probably my top, top ones, but, uh, it's pretty neat coming over the handrail with people at the top when you're on that slide and you know they're telling their kids not to go on the other side of the handrail. So Jeff, you're going to drive up while the rest of us walk. Is that is that where <laughs> well, yeah, we're going he's, with this? He's talking about going up 4,000 feet. I think on most days, 
I don't travel that on flat that surfaces. That many steps? <laughs> I can't even Four imagine whole steps. doing Dude, this. It's like we talked about with the infantry. The dumber it gets, the more I'm into it. I'm all about it. like I want I want to leave right now and go to so excited like, right I'm gonna like, I'm gonna text my wife and say I'm not coming home I'm going to Whiteface Mountain I'll see you peace out enjoy the kids yeah <laughs> just be careful which algae you step on because when it's wet and when it's not wet it's like a sheet of ice on a 45 all degree bad. angle alright well we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we will be right back in a few minutes if you care about disabled veterans and children in need, and we know you do, donate today to the American Legion Veterans and Children's Foundation. Any amount helps. Donate online at legion.org forward slash donate. All right, we are back, and we're talking to Keith Coster, who has uh, gone up the 46 summits of the Adirondacks that may or may not have been over 4,000 feet. And we've decided during the break that I'm going to be leaving immediately after this and going to Whiteface Mountain. Jeff is going to meet me at the top with a with a with a truck and uh, a couple cases of Guinness. I hope because the Lord knows I will need it when I reach the top. Uh, but we will start on the second round with you, Ashley. Go. All right. So for anyone who's watching the video, if you've noticed, we're all sporting this amazingly awesome designed shirt by our producer holly just throwing that out there i gotta give her some credit because she's killing it so 100 miles for hope is a virtual 100 mile walk run ride challenge starting august 3rd so it's already started kicked off people Woo! we missed kicked off party but hey we're here for you right now right so you know and it's going through veterans day 2020 so is just a really cool way to invigorate donations for the Veterans and Children's Foundation as we encourage American Legion family members to be active in a time of social distancing. So it's super awesome that we have Keith on and I wanted to ask Keith about how he is incorporating all of the amazingness that he is doing and his just profound athleticism and nature-esqueness. I don't even know if that's a word. Nature-esqueness, I like it. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Jot that down, Urban Dictionary. I'm here all day. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of just see how you, Keith, are are incorporating the 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. Yeah, I've actually reached out on uh, both my personal Facebook page, uh, Instagram, or yeah, Instagram and uh, and the American Legion Athletic Club web page that I have to reach out to Legionnaires, friends to all participate. And I've gotten some pretty good response. Even some from from our past department commanders in the state of New York have said, I'm in. Um, So it's just going out. and Like you said, walk, run, ride. uh, And don't forget, 100 100 miles on a motorcycle counts too. So so that's also there. If you're a Legion Legion rider, go for it. Um, I don't know if I could sit in a saddle that long, but uh, especially on a bike. But uh, right now I'm I'm getting close. I'm getting close to the first 100 miles being finished. Very cool. Very cool. And and for our listeners, so the Veterans and Children's Foundation is actually, it serves two primary functions. So it provides critical grants uh, grants for military and veteran parents in unexpected financial crises and also supports our service officers and their tireless efforts to obtain care, benefits, and opportunities for disabled veterans and their families. So the American Legion has about 
3,000 accredited service officers that provide free assistance for any veterans in need. And this is all, of course, tied into like the bulk of the meat and potatoes of what we do in helping our service members. So participants in the 100 Miles for Hope, um, between the official kickoff, whether you decide to run, walk, bike, or ride your motorcycle 100 miles, um, you know, the time frame is 100 days. So that means, you know, be active. Get out there, obviously abiding by social distancing, right? Um, but yeah, that's, I think it equates to roughly, what, 20 to 30 minutes for walkers, which coincides with the activity level that health experts are recommending. Um, so whatever you decide to do, there's a, a unique opportunity. I, I mean, not all of us are going to climb 46 you know, mountain peaks. Some of us are going to walk casually to the grocery store and come on back. Or, you know, if, if Jeff, for example, can leave at any point, he's going to go, I don't know, pick up more whatever you do I whatever you do Jeff but there is a really cool opportunity um, you can register by going to emblems our emblem sales site or you can go to our uh, American so it's a legion.org backslash 100 miles um, even if you get onto our website and you just type under that search bar 100 miles it's gonna pull up but this is a really cool opportunity for all of our listeners and viewers out there so Sorry, that's like kind of like my cool pitch. Like I'm working on it. Like I know I'm just like, yeah, this is us. This is Legion. Like we are Legion. So this is yeah. awesome. I think it's I think it's a great idea just because again, like we have to be known for doing things out in the community. And you know, I was a big fan uh, when the past National Commander uh, Dale Barnett had his walks. Uh, I thought that was great because we were out there. Oh, hey, Jeff has rejoined us. Uh, after, oh, so he uh, didn't hear me. No, he didn't he, hear me uh, talking about Ash, him. Ashley took some shots at him, and he didn't even get to even get. I was like that's, winning, winning. That's the only way she's. That's the only way she's getting any shots in. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I think that I know. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rock a hundred miles, and then I'm gonna kayak a hundred miles, uh, which. It's not as magnanimous as it sounds. I have three kids under five, so I'll use any excuse to get out of the house. Uh, if I could walk on my hands for a hundred miles in peace and quiet, I might consider doing that. But uh, Jeff, you're up. So uh, what, what do you got? I uh, I I I had to go formulate my question, so that <laughs> technical difficulty may have been planned. So I you are doing you're doing a lot of things. Okay, I get it. I hear you. You are working with the scouts. I'm going to tell you that I have a history with scouting as well. There's a little in-between thing called the Weebelows. I was yeah. in that for maybe eight weeks till we went on a, a camping trip that involved uh, cross-country snowing in Michigan winters. And I went home and uh, gave the uniform to my mom and said, no, thank you. So I did have a short, brief history in the scouting program. Oh, can uh, we just pause right there? Can to, we, yeah, to can point we do a tactical pause? I, I, for all this talk about how the elite fighting men and women of the Marine Corps and you <laughs> couldn't make it through a Weeblos outing in Hold Michigan. On, I was a Girl tell, Scout can for you like educate seven this years. Young man? <laughs> about what age you one is when they are doing the weebelows <laughs> and i did not become i did not become a m elite marine until i earned the so eagle defensive. golden anchor thank you very much yes so defensive okay <laughs> I, I, i'm pretty sure wow. when they hear that you quit weebelows because it was too cold in michigan they're going to take away your eagle golden anchor I, now I, they're going to be like 
that ten-year-old was smart. Like it was, there was no mission involved. Okay, so you're doing all this work with the scouts, and you're you're working with the department commander and the never give up theme up there. You're involved in the hundred mile thing, climbing 46 freaking mountains in a year. And uh, I read that you somebody hurt their ankle and you carried their pack the rest of the way and they had no idea the medical treatment that you were going through at the time, but you still are leading from the front, okay? Now it's not just gonna be all about giving you props here. I'm gonna to get to a question. You put yourself ahead of others. You are serving others. You are leading. Now I'm super curious about what your personal philosophy is on leadership and how your time in the military and also your journey may have helped shape your view of leadership. I, I tell you, the military really gave me the discipline to go be a leader, I guess you could say. Um, prior to that, I failed out of college not very glamorous. Um, like I said, I've had ups and downs. Um, so it, it kind of gave me, the military gave me that dedication, that discipline that I, I was lacking at the time. Um, and, and going on to graduate uh, RIT um, on a full boat scholarship. Um, so my leadership has is, is been maturing over the years because I reflect on each thing I do. If I have an incident that doesn't go right, um, I'll reflect on what I did that's, you know, may have caused it to go in a, a different direction than I had anticipated. Um, and then try to, to correct either, you know, on course while we're, we're in the exercise or, you know, afterwards. Um, if one of my employees today comes up to me and says, you know, you're being a real jerk. Um, yeah, try to get into it a little more and find out what am I doing that I'm not getting my communication message through to those individuals that I need to get it through, whether it be the scouts, whether it be employees, uh, whether it be fellow legionnaires or wherever it may be. Um, sometimes it's just leading quietly and just getting the job done that, that gets you there as well. Um, hopefully I try to be an example that folks can follow and, uh, you know, go from there and, yeah, you're right. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. It was. It was his knee, and I carried everything except for his clothes uh, on the hike. So, and that was in New Mexico, and it was a little warm there too. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that, um, and I'm, I'm, it's this is so educational for me because what you're saying is when your employee says you're being a jerk, like you sit there and you go reflect, you get reflective. If anybody subordinate or superior says that to me they get the knife hand and my volume goes way up are you trying to tell me that's not the most effective leadership trait probably not i mean one of the best Throat things punches. that I, I had happen was uh one of my employees it was great we're in the middle of a meeting i said what what what's something i can do better he goes keith you know your emails first thing in the morning stink just do them in the afternoon and 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 going back to that reflection piece, he was so right because I'm like everybody else. First thing in the morning, I'm trying to get out of the house, get things done, do things. So my emails as a manager are coming across short and sweet. They're reading it as, why is he mad at me? And I didn't, ref you know, without that little bit of insight from somebody telling me straightforward what's going on, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to correct. I still make that mistake occasionally. Um, but it's nice to have people around you that help you along the way, whether they be subordinates or, or you know, your leaders or your peers. 
that is just, that's a good I'm stuff. so fl- I'm so flummoxed by the Weeblo story that I, I literally <laughs> can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> the, the the eight week Weeblo dropout was just mentioning a knife hand. No one else. Is, I, I'm, I'm I'm flummoxed by it. All right. Uh, looking forward, what what's next for Keith? What uh, what what's on the horizon? Are you looking at like how much is okay? I did that. What's next? How much you? Is- uh, it's I, I'm in the process of assessing next year. Well, I, I'm glad the commander this year kind of stole a little of my idea because um, what I put ahead of me this this year, 2020, even before COVID, was uh, after the polar plunge in Lake George in January. I started the 2020 challenge, which is 2,020 miles walking, running, or hiking by the end of the year. Um, I'm fully on track to achieving that and maybe overachieving that. So I really haven't thought too much about next year. I'm starting to get into, you know, what can be the next thing I can push, you know, myself and others and, and uh, you know, try to get that, you know, one more member into the Allegiant. Because um, that's what really is what I'm trying to do with all of this 4th uh, District uh, Legion Family uh, Athletic Club is really to get more Legionnaires involved, more Legion family members involved, um, and, and trying to get people that may not think they can do it. Um, you know, if you can't do a 5K run, do the 5K run, but walk it. Um, you know, trying to get folks out, because I know getting them healthier makes everybody healthier. So um, it, it'll be something, I, I just haven't figured it out yet. Um, I may do some biking uh, next year, uh, a little more than I'm doing now. Um, but it's still going to be hiking and climbing and, uh, I'm, you know, there may be some other endeavors going on. I hopefully retire next year. Um, so I will continue on. I'm trying to do the 50 highest points in New York or in the, in the country. So that'd be hiking the highest point in each state. So I've got about six in, I've done the, the New England States, New York and, uh, New Jersey. So you did Mount Washington, Mount Washington. I soloed, I also soloed Katahdin. Um, yeah. And I went up the AT route, not the knife edge. Um, so I, I drove up from Bar Harbor one, one morning, uh, yeah. got there about 15 minutes before they were going to give away my spot, um, and got in and, and had a great climb. It was beautiful. Um, there was a nice updraft coming from the ocean, so half the mountain was covered in clouds and the other half was beautiful sunshine. Make, made for some great pictures. What's, what's the highest in Massachusetts? Like Mount Greylock? It's somewhere out in the Berkshires? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the Berkshires, it's Greylock, yeah. So I actually took one of the, there was a route that the students at uh, one of the colleges out there um, had did uh, had, had groomed for one of the uh, deans of the college uh, when he couldn't walk anymore and would take him up with a carriage. Um, so that was the route I took going up uh, Greylock, and uh, it was a beautiful trail. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a Berkshire County kid myself, and I, uh, I ran cross country out there, and every it wasn't by choice uh, my wrestling coach demanded that we run cross country <laughs> and every time mount Greylock was on our schedule i was like oh no not mount Greylock. that place <laughs> brutal that's the worst place that i've ever ever run in my entire life most brutal place i can think of yeah but for uh, jeff, he, 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 jeff can drive up that one too yes you can no there is a you road know what? there it's jeff. News. <laughs> you know what though you guys are you guys are all over me today, and I'm going to say I have been inspired today. So I'm going to do what? You're going to walk gonna up take, to the roof today instead more of like the elevator. Take the, I'm going to. I was letting Ashley's voice come out of my mouth. 
I'm, I'm, I'm. I've decided in my new the new version of Jeff Daly, I'm going to take the stairs. And mind you, right. I three story building. So Wow. Is it gonna be like inspiration to perspiration? Is that gonna be like your Jeff, what do I need to do to talk you into the Boston Marathon ruck run ruck run next year? Come on. <laughs> well it's it's not Ruck Run? It's writing some I it took me seven hours and fourteen minutes, so there wasn't a lot of running, but do I get complimentary VA knee replacements? Will sure, I be bionic woman sure. before I, I'll, after? I'll, I will one hundred percent. I will one hundred percent square that away. I know someone that works there. Do the whole share my journey, right? Just before yeah. and after me crawling. <laughs> How much are you running? Come on, Jeff. If you do it, I'll do it, Jeff. Oh, it, it's the. You're it, probably gonna do it and then go home, like turn around. <laughs> That that was that was, that the, was when fun. I when I did it last year I had I had trained for months to do it and I finished it up and I was walking with this first sergeant and I I looked at him and I was like how much weight do you have in your bag and he's like it's like sixty pounds and I was like the packing list said thirty five pounds and he was like yeah I'm already packed to go on a deployment and I just didn't feel like unpacking it again and I was like all right so now this guy's carrying like twice as much and I was like like are you are you gonna have any problems he's like well i hope not because i'm running in the actual marathon tomorrow and that was when i almost quit i was like dude what is wrong with you like like so you're gonna walk 26 with 55 pounds a day and then you're gonna run it tomorrow like there's there's something wrong with you like that's just not right (laughs) fun fun thing i accidentally ran a half marathon in my life accidentally one of my fellow uh ncos that i worked with he was like oh yeah we're gonna do a relay so my buddy, another like fellow enlisted, we're like, yeah, let's do this. So we, I'm at like cruising like seven mile like pace, right? And I'm cruising and he's like, wow, you got a really great pace. I'm so glad you trained it. I'm just like, yeah, we're just doing a relay, man. Like, we'll be fine. Next thing I know, I'm hitting like the four and a half mile mark and I start like feeling the wall. And I was like, isn't this where we're supposed to like switch off with such and such? And he goes, Oh no, I signed you up for the half girl scene. I was like, whoa. Started slowing down. Like I pressed the e-brake so hard. I ended up finishing in two hours and 40 minutes without training. The next day I literally was like, I could not move. I remember at the time my boyfriend, now husband, not my husband, yeah. Anyway, literally had to put me into an ice bath. Yes, mark your bingo calendars, folks. I said it, that's right. Literally had to put me into a tub of ice. I could not put any weight on my calf muscles. They were just like, God. I, I had grand plans after <laughs> finishing the Boston Marathon on Patriots Day. And it was like, when I finish this, I'm going to hit every Irish bar in Boston. And I hit, I hit every bed in my hotel room and didn't wake up <laughs> for about two days. But I, I got to be honest, Ashley. I was really hoping when you said you... I, you like accidentally ran a half a marathon. I was hoping there was going to be like federales and underage drinking involved, and like you know, like. Well, there are some things I've left out, which yeah. was really fun, and I met a lot of really quirky, cool people at Akron, because um, it was the Akron like fifty mile or full like half whatever it's what, called. What state is, is that in? Ohio. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I do the great half times. I actually fell at one point i hit a pothole because one of the roads were just so gross 
some lady literally like you know when they have the water stations and they keep the cups out and people are like ah, and they like do all this craziness right so i'm like approaching i'm so excited for this water station i literally hit a pothole i fall i like completely dolphin roll get back up on my feet and i have so much adrenaline and endorphins through my body and this woman was like she just like held out the cup and i grabbed it and i like just threw it in my face she was like and i looked back and she was like (laughs) jeff do we even i mean i I just i don't know if you saw me i closed my eyes i was i was picturing that moment it was it was it's like Barry Bonds playing T ball motion. I mean yeah, I we just rolled. I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, too many things I can yeah. say. Keith, yeah. any uh any final words on what you think the American Legion can do to, to, to do more of these activities and what you'd like to see happen? Well I, I big picture, I'd love to see us get involved with uh, bases overseas. Um you know, I think we wait too much for our veterans to come home and then try to recruit them. Um, and we really have no presence when they're serving. And yeah. I, I think to do a 5K or a ruck run or, or, you know, crawl through the sand, I don't know. You know, just whatever it may be, but to be more active at bases overseas with our veterans. Uh, I know we probably were, we're that way in our own communities. Um, but once they go overseas, um, and as a Navy vet, you know, there was really nobody there on the other side of the ship, uh, yep. once we stepped on, uh, foreign soil. So, um, and I'm sure anybody that served, uh, overseas knows what I'm talking about. So, you know, I remember doing some 5k races in, uh, Sicily and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I think we could get more involved, um, in that athletic piece when they come home to their families and their kids. Um, running to me, I hate running, uh, I'll be perfectly honest, but it's one of those things the whole family can do. Um, it's not yeah. centered around a club or anything and you can choose and pick which ones you want, want to do. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest thing I'd like to see the Legion get more involved with is what we're doing overseas. Great. All right, everybody, remember 100 Miles for Hope. You can sign up uh, on our website. And uh, as Ashley mentioned, uh, go to legion.org forward slash 100. What is it, 100 Miles? 100 Miles. Legion 100. Yeah, yeah, it's backslash 100 Miles. If not, pop it up in the search bar. And make sure you share your journey with us. Like take some before, during, and after photos. And be sure to use the hashtag 100 Miles for Hope. I know. I know. social media gal in me. Super producer Holly has been putting it up on her Facebook because I saw yeah. that she had done like two and a half miles yesterday morning before I was even awake, which is saying something because I get up pretty early. But it's possible she was still awake from the night before. You know, she's been known to tip a few and then get lost on her way home. So I'm make, <laughs> totally making that up. Totally making, making that up. <laughs> yeah. But in all seriousness, though, like... Holly's been doing a really great job showcasing. Yeah, I'm going to talk right on all around. Yeah. So Holly. Oh, yeah, I'm feisty. I'm ready to go right now. So Holly's been doing a great job on social media showcasing her story. So for those of you that are sharing your stories, and even if like you don't think you're like, eh, it's not extreme. No, we want to hear about it. And yeah. we have a whole spot on our website to submit for those stories. And our editors will review the submissions. And we may just publish your awesomeness with the national media for us. And Did she just break into song in the middle of that? 
Oh, would you like me to sing? No, 100. no, thank no, you. No, I didn't think so. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Share your story. Hashtag 100 Miles for Hope. Thank you, Holly, <laughs> being a producer. Fantastic. For these shirts and all of our amazing participants all over the country and for our guest, Keith, today, who is a rock star. <laughs> yes, Keith, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, all right, we're going to wrap it up since we are... As usual, way over our time. Uh, as a side note, we were when we initially started doing these podcasts, we were told no longer than twenty minutes. We have never once been under twice that. Never once have we been under forty minutes, and we've gone as long as I think an hour and twenty one some odd minutes, which was episode three, which is the one we did the best at. So we've got great uh, personalities know, on here. Hey, so it's, we're working you know. it. We're working it. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Jeff, Ashley, I will see you next week. Keith, thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Keith. Producer Holly, Thanks thank you me. very thank you very much. Don't come down here and yell at me. And that's it. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>